Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey everybody, it's Joe Trippy, and welcome back to That Trippy Show. Sorry for the late drop of this episode, but we had more than the usual obstacles this time. Both Alex and I were traveling, as also was our guest. It's not worth explaining, but essentially our guest and then Alex were either stuck on planes or in an airport somewhere. Alex just got in around 4 a.m. this morning, and we still don't have our guest. So the good news is, that instead of just me talking and repeating myself for 30 minutes, which you all know I can do, Alex woke up in time to get this episode going. Lots happening. Alex, thanks, man, for doing this. Where do you want to start? Well, the problem is we actually have quite a bit to talk about this week. Uh, (laughs) So we should just probably dive right in. I was not at CPAC. Uh, Neither was Ron DeSantis. Um, I probably wouldn't be allowed in the room, honestly. Uh, but so we, we should probably start there. Um, so as, as people that follow us on social media are probably aware, which you should do, if you're not, you probably hear here cause you follow Joe on Twitter, but at Joe Trippy on Twitter, uh, we talk about this every week, Ron DeSantis, Trump feud, and it was pretty spicy this week. I, I think I mentioned at the top, Ron DeSantis is dodging CPAC. Um, I think some Trumpies actually showed up at his counter-programming event in Trump shirts and were chanting and he had cops kick him out, which is just funny to me. Yeah. Like, just imagine the reception he would have had at CPAC. Well, it was very authoritarian. I mean, sending the cops out, you can't have Trump signs while he's signing books is kind of, you know, that's that's Ron DeSantis. But the fact is he's chicken. I mean, he didn't he dodged CPAC. Because he knows if he had walked in there, the Trumpers would have like kicked him out or booed him. And he wasn't willing to stand up to that. Well, the problem with that is they're everywhere. They're, they're going to be in these primaries. Uh, and if he keeps trying to avoid them, it's, that's not going to work out too well. I mean, you know, you got the latest polls have Trump up 15 to 20 points on him and it's not shifting. And so, you know, I just think this goes to the whole problem that you and I've pointed out in the past that one, I don't think DeSantis is going to wear well longevity wise in this thing. Mm-hmm. But two, even if I'm wrong, even if you're wrong, even if all the friends at Lincoln Project are wrong, Reed Galen and, and Rick Wilson, Stuart Stevens, all of us have the same view on this that DeSantis is not going to defeat Trump. But assuming he does, you still have the same problem here. Those people picketing 
and screaming Trump, Trump, Trump outside his book signing are, are not going to vote for him in the general election. It, does the yeah. rest of the field, do you think, we know how the rest of the field feels about Trump staying in the race. Do they want DeSantis in the race or no? Uh, yeah, no, I think right now they do because he fundamentally is taking all the hits from Trump, uh, which means they're not. I mean, you know, I think Nikki Haley got a little bit of pushback from Trump. Trump's going to do the same thing he did last time, right? Which is in 2016, pick them off one by one, take on Jeb Bush, knock him down. Then, you know, and I don't remember what order he whacked them out of, but, you know, he doesn't need 50% anywhere given their rules for nomination. So he just, you know, ekes out. And I don't think it'll even be an eke out. He's got 30, 30, 40% easy in most places, if not 50% in most places. So I think that, you know, for right now, if you're one of the other candidates, you're happy that DeSantis is taking on not just the hits from Trump, but also, you know, the press scrutiny, the, the laughable moments of sending cops out to, to chase uh, Trump supporters away. That's all, you know, that media coverage, that, those, those attacks from Trump are all on DeSantis right now. So every, every stupid mistake the other ones are making isn't getting covered. And they're all making, look, one of the things, I mean, just from being a manager, this is the stage where you cringe every day you send your candidate out because they're likely still not getting their sea legs together and going to make some verbal mistakes. Um, but the, uh, the good news about that is no one's paying attention to you. I mean, it, you, you know, no one's going to stop the front page of the New York Times today and say some candidate you've never heard of and never has and doesn't have a chance said the dumbest thing in the world today. And, you know, stop the press, put that front page. That doesn't happen right now. Some of those mistakes come back later on because there's tape. But right now, the guy that, that the headlines could stop for, you know, or the or you could see on the evening news is DeSantis doing something stupid or laughable or, again, not showing up at CPAC, you know, being a chicken. So that, that I think the rest of the candidates like that. But so so he doesn't have that kind of almost operate under the radar. We've talked about how a lot of times the press is just not following a candidate that heavily at this stage. There isn't, you know a giant crew of embed reporters. In fact, you're lucky if you get one or two from the pool to show up to your events and things like this. So the fact that I think Fox caught uh, the the Trumpies at the DeSantis event, because they're on him a lot, which I wanted to get to next. The other part of the equation here is Fox News. Yeah. And there's been a lot more in the Ron DeSantis versus Trump feud in Fox, but there's also been a lot more coming out about kind of Fox's motivations. So what what did you see this week that that was relevant there? Uh, you know, my favorite was the, I think it was a, a new Axios story. It had a ton of juicy details about Fox, DeSantis, Trump. Uh, it, you know, that Fox has been, as you said, very pro-DeSantis lately. But what was interesting is that there's a segment that I, I don't know if we can put it in the show notes or something, but, you know, where Fox sent a crew to a diner in Jacksonville, Florida, down the street from where DeSantis was born. And Brian Kilmeade is running around, running up to people in this diner and asking them who they're for. And then, you know, the plot twists that no one saw coming. Kilmeade starts asking people who they support. And the first guy says, Trump, second person, Trump. Third person, you guessed it, Trump. Even someone in a DeSantis t-shirt said, I don't know. I mean, it was 
we're in DeSantis country and they're doing this show and they're running around. They're pro DeSantis. I mean, they've been leaning hard on DeSantis and they set had to have set this diner thing up to get folks talked about why DeSantis was so good and they couldn't find one. Even his own, even people who had a DeSantis t-shirt on were like, I don't really know. I, I kind of like Trump. We'll see. So it just goes again to this whole fantasy that the MAGA cult is going to swap out Trump for DeSantis. Uh, you know, some of them might, but not all of them and not maybe not even half of them. And so even if DeSantis wins, I'm sure Trump will punish whoever defeats him if they defeat him by, you know, urging his MAGA folks to to stay home. I, I can't remember where I, I heard him do things like that. Was it Georgia <laughs> in, the, in the Senate? It was law? everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, I just don't think that's that's going to happen. But, you know, we'll see. Well, he's going to love this. Also, after the Dominion leak and everything that's been covered, uh, Trump put out, it was either on True Social or Twitter, don't really know, everyone just tweets screenshots. He said, quote, if Rupert Murdoch honestly believes that the election was not rigged, then his group of, and wait for it, MAGA-hating globalist rhinos should get out of the news business as soon as possible because they're aiding and abetting the destruction of America with fake news. He's he's had no love lost for Fox for a while. It, that's been clear. But you know that just hearing all the people behind the scenes, all those quotes that we read, I think, in our last episode with, with Juliet, where it was like, you know, He's going to destroy America. He's bad for everything that the hosts, all these hosts that he goes on and, you know, they fawn over him and hearing what they think about him behind closed doors just has to eat him up. Yeah. uh, But, you know, I mean, that it wouldn't eat him up, but two, he's starting to eat Fox up. Right. I mean, this is the whole this is like, you know, the alarm bell's got to be running all over the second floor at Fox in New York right now, because this is the moment they've been trying to avoid. One foot in, in Trump land and the other foot, you know, trying to push him away. And at the same time, you know, Murdoch's being exposed in court documents, you know, confessing all that he knew that Hannity and the gang were lying and supporting lies that they knew were lies about the election. That's happening. At the same time, Trump is now calling him out to the viewers, which is their big fear. I mean, look, that's what that's what the whole Dominion cases about, right? They thought they were worried when they called the election correctly, all these people started flooding over to Newsmax and every other uh, channels out there. They panicked and it, not just panic. They, they started to b- basically support the lie, knowing it was a lie about Joe Biden won the election was not a lie. And they went the other way with Trump. And now as it's being exposed, Trump, is calling them out. Uh, it's, I mean, again, it'll be interesting to see how much of their, if, if the, the audience continues to hang with them or not, but they've got to be petrified by that. And, you know, look, the court case will, in the end, to Murdoch, you know, $1.6 billion, if, if they lose it, it's going to hurt. But that's like one year of profits, right? It's not like the end of the world. The, what, what would be crippling is they start to lose that audience and, you know, Trump's the danger zone for them if he actually starts going after Fox hard. Right. Well, going to throw way back 
to back when we were doing this podcast when Bernie Sanders was a serious contender for the presidential nomination on our side. One of the things we talked about was the reason that Trump and Bernie appealed to so many people and, and like what they couldn't do and, and like the one or two things to their base you just could not say or do and you'd lose them forever. And I seem to recall one of them was to essentially belittle them or embarrass or like or embarrass them or kind of just say exactly this like hey we're playing you or have it kind of come out and because they a lot of these people are never going to turn fox news back on again uh, you look i don't know about that i mean i think many of them won't but uh, if trump tells them not to if trump says it's destroying america well it is destroying america it may be something that we actually we agree with them on that <laughs> uh no, I mean, I think the problem for the problem will be even he, I think, will want that audience, right? He wants to eventually win Fox over so that Fox is, you know, you know, you know to basically defeat DeSantis, then defeat it. Literally, if you think about it, almost the same way it happened in 2016. Fox was not most of the talking heads on Fox early on. And I'm talking about not necessarily anchors or anything, but the the guests and everybody were they had there were plenty of people that were for Jeb or for Rubio or for you know who were talking, and as each of them went down, they all started moving to Trump who was going to win, and Fox became which was always sort of pro Trump became even more so. I think it's the same thing now. He can he can trash them, but in the end. It will be a unified effort in the end once he defeats everybody, which he will do, then Fox will again swing behind Trump. The danger for Fox, the problem that I laid out if someone defeats Trump. So now as things go on, the you know, let's argue Fox continues to sort of plug DeSantis, plug DeSantis, and somehow DeSantis defeats Trump. Now is when Trump is not going to be the gracious guy that he's always been. He's not going to sweeten up and support DeSantis like he always has. He's not going to declare that it was stolen because he's always said he's been defeated under the rules, right? That's that's who, it's not going to happen. He's going to go after DeSantis like a banshee and at that moment, he can he could rail against Fox because he it's oh I mean then then there's no marriage anymore and damn it we're gonna have an ugly divorce so uh, which Marjorie Taylor Greene might like I don't know but anyway um, so that's what I think is gonna happen I mean the danger for Fox is the same danger that DeSantis I mean in thinking that oh you know the people who think DeSantis can defeat Trump and then win the win the presidency are out of their minds and if all goes well for them Fox could be in those crosshairs as well uh, in terms of how Trump goes after him but I don't think he's going to do that now because like I said he wants to he wants nice things said to him to those 3 or 4 million people that that Tucker maybe uh, and others maybe talking to so he'll play the game of maybe uh, sparring with Murdoch, creating some angst. Oh my gosh, what if what if we go too far? What will he do? And at the same time, play Hannity and 
Tucker and right. some of those folks to, you know, to continue going on every night saying what a great guy he is. So it'll, it'll be like that, I think. It was interesting. You At the top, you said you're not going to repeat yourself for 30 minutes. And you just unpacked something that I don't think we've ever talked about on the show before. We've we've talked about the, oh, OK, Trump's base isn't going to go to anybody else if he starts trashing them. But so the, the other side of that is when Trump is attacking everybody else, that not ultra mega base it, it it this has happened in two elections now a lot of them are still at the end of the day you could be a jeb fan you could be a little marco fan a ted cruz whatever they're all coming home and voting for him almost no matter what it is does not seem like it works the other way if you diss trump if you go after dear leader the magas will Never forget that. So it, there's this weird duality, right, where Trump can throw all the firebombs he wants, but everyone else has to be super careful. Yeah, that's the that's the the hostage hostage taker thing. You know, I mean, that's what's yep. going on. That's the that's whole, where I was going. The whole party. I mean, that's uh, uh, what's happening. But you Congress. can't flip, though. No, you you can't flip from being a hostage to a hostage. No, it, it, you it can doesn't... join. You can be. You can become a hostage. <laughs> But but you can't be one of the join him as one of the hostage takers because they'll, they'll always remember uh, you're just somebody we're holding hostage right now and we're like we're never gonna let you go uh, that that's what's happened to to you know to to Rubio I mean look at this Jeb Bush the you know uh, uh, I mean now his big play is that he's supporting Ron DeSantis you know I mean it's like no he's basically saying yeah you, you know I. He, he's still trying, believing that someday, you know, he can be, the, the party will embrace him again. You know, uh, if he plays his cards right, it's, it's <laughs> this is the same thing about people who think, you know, hey, we can save the Republican Party. No, you can't save the Republican Party. Trump is going to destroy it one way or the other by being the nominee and bringing with him again another core group of crazy MAGA candidates out there like what happened in, in 2022 last cycle uh will he have even more of them if he's the nominee they'll you know, they'll trust me they're gonna they're already running right i think become obvious to people and will have a similar impact in terms mm -hmm. of how it plays out and democrats will do better than people think etc um including biden defeating trump or you know somebody like desantis i mean you know let's go yeah larry hogan uh, yeah, he defeats Trump and the MAGA folks come out for him. No. Haley? No. I mean, that's why tell me who it is that defeats Trump. And then forget about him. I mean, that's like forget about him being gracious. It, he, somebody tell me who defeats him. And all the MAGA folks are just thrilled and cheering in the streets. And, and, the, and the MAGA cult movement of crazies supports that candidate um it, it it you know just if you can imagine who that is i mean if you can it's a fantasy and so if you can tell me who that is i, I i'm i'm ready to sit here and listen to to you know to see how crazy your you know anybody's vision of the future could be in the republican party but jeff bush is wrong you know it's not going to be desantis i mean that's what i'm saying it's it, there's no way back in you're a hostage and by the way this this is just another way of being a hostage, supporting DeSantis and the belief that, that yeah, that'll that'll be be the, mm -hmm. the path to 
to a to the new Republican Party. Uh, there's no such thing anymore. It's 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 a it's you know MAGA has it. MAGA will have it with with or without Trump, and uh, that's what the people keep missing. Before before we flip to some less Trumpy, more Joe Biden news. What I don't quite understand, and we could do a whole show on this kind of like I don't get it, but thing. It's not like the any reputable poll numbers or data are backing up the idea that right. Trump is gone or could lose. I mean, every single poll has him up by so much. It's it, it's not like we're saying this with Trump in the 20s. He's in the 40s. Sometimes he's in the 50s. And no one is within 15 points of him. Occasionally, you'll see one state where DeSantis might be within 10. But it's like if it it's unbelievable to me. You know, first of all, they want the fight. So they're going to do that. I mean, you know, the, the press corps. Right. And I think, you know, like I said, it's the same. Everybody who buys into that stuff is believing in, you know, sort of participating in the same fantasy, right? That that there can be a race in which Trump is eroded and in which someone else comes and there'll be a new party. And, you know, it's that's what I'm saying. So you, the, mm-hmm. you, you there it's almost like, you know, reporting on on a it's it's the same fantasy of believing there's two pro-democracy parties in America still and that we're just having debates about you know about um, tax uh, you know marginal tax rates and, and whether Medicaid should be expanded or not right I mean that's like the, the, that's what I'm trying to say the press is still in that world literally in that world right and they're like they, 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 they no matter how much you keep thinking like, no, they'll get it. You know, they'll understand. No, this is democracy versus an authoritarian movement, um, and that freedom of the press itself is at stake. And if you need proof of that, watch a cop come out. Watch a law enforcement officer or security guy come out and tell Trump voters they gotta <laughs> leave because DeSantis is signing books inside, and you're not allowed out here chanting Trump when he's signing books. That's, you know, and, and by the way, the Trump folks were all doing free speech, free speech. Yeah, well, guess what, press? This is the same stuff. And they just still don't get that that's what this is all about. They're not covering this as the, the last few years and this race as democracy versus an authoritarian. That's why it's the same thing with this third party stuff that people talk about. Right. Okay. In a world in which you have two parties that believe in promoting, you know, that democracy is a good thing, you, that there are big differences about, and the middle feels like neither, no one's talking to them, and you want to run a third party. Okay. Uh, you know, great. That's fine. We got hopefully three entities out there pushing democracy. You're not splitting the democracy vote. You may be splitting the Republican vote or the Democratic vote with independents. But but no, that's not the fight we're in. The fight we're in is democracy versus authoritarianism. And in that fight, if you start a third-party candidate, you're splitting the pro-democracy vote. You're, you're aiding and abetting the autocrat, the Trump guy, DeSantis, whoever, because that's what it's going to be. So why this is what I'm saying. It's the whole frame is off. It's the the framing of how the press covers this is off. The framing of really good 
motivated people who think, hey, we need to start a third entity to, to, to bring the middle together. Good intentions, wrong frame. They do not get what the fight we're in. And, the, and the, say, I think there's still plenty of Democrats, a hell of a lot of Republicans who do not, who do not under, I mean, I'm talking about rank and file people uh, on, you know, who, who know, who disagree with the authoritarian strain of the Republican Party under Trump and, and people like DeSantis, who know, who kind of sense it, but still don't recognize mm-hmm. the threat and see it that way. So it's like, yeah, I wish they wouldn't be talking like that, but boy, I'm not going to vote for a Democrat, right? They're still seeing that the old frame, the old frame is gone. Trump destroyed it. And I don't think that there's any way out because I don't think, I mean, out of that, the core thing here is to get as many Americans as possible to, to recognize what the true frame uh, of the argument is. And it's, it's pro-democracy versus uh, an authoritarian party. In that sense, I think DeSantis is helpful uh, because I think he, 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 he proves the point. It, you know, everybody says, well, he's, he's, you know, Trump without the baggage or whatever. Well, no, he's, I think in a lot of ways, he makes what Trump is about and what authoritarianism is about much more clear um, because he does things like send, a, you know, somebody of authority out and tell you, you get away from here, you can't talk against me. Now you got uh, uh, in the state house in Tallahassee, they just put a bill in the, on the floor, the bill's been submitted uh, to make, to, to, to require that a blogger register if uh, to before they can uh, blog or post about uh, the governor, there's not not making it up, not making it up. There, there's actually a bill. I, I tweeted it this morning, I think. So the, just it's this guy is, I think, going to make that stuff clear. Joe, I'm glad you mentioned the wrong frame. Um, there is one thing on talking about Joe Biden this week that you and I had a, a, a bit of a laugh on emailing back and forth on this show. And we got a bunch of reader questions. I'm going to pick one of them. Uh, this is from James in Florida. There's an op-ed in the Times this week about how Democrats may be concerned with Joe Biden's ability to govern through a second term, stirring up the usual, quote unquote, succession issue about who the Democrats would want to be the next president. Is this legit or is this just kind of that usual fear mongering? I know what you're going to say, but I wanted to ask, wanted to read the question. Yeah. It, well, as uh, Joe Rossbars uh, of, of Dean and Obama fame tweeted, and we've had our differences, but I completely agree with him. This is some dumb shit. I mean, yeah, this piece is about opening up a process by which the people in the Democratic Party, you know, we held Democratic primaries to select a new vice president. Uh, you know, so Kamala, everybody would be running for VP to be on the ticket with Joe. This is like one of the dumbest things I've ever, ever heard. It makes zero sense at all. And actually, I think it's more, you know, I don't think this was a shot at Joe Biden so much as a shot at Kamala Harris. I mean, I think whoever, you know, this is more a play for, hey, I mean, somebody who wants to be VP is like, hey, I got an idea. Why don't we have some primaries to decide who the vice president should be, right? I mean, sort of like get ready for 2028. There's better ways to do this. One is Joe Biden, if he wants Kamala Harris to be on the ticket uh, or whoever, he should pick the vice president he wants to be with him 
and, and work in the second term to get things done for the American people. That's not what. That's not how this works. Let let the, it's it, the, he. It's his choice. He's the one that's working with that. You know, chooses somebody who's going to work with him. Two, the other. I mean, the way this works is you build the bench by electing some damn good governors and senators and members of Congress and and other uh, state officers out there. Uh, you know, we're seeing that bench emerge. You know, in places like. Michigan, we got a great governor, right? You're seeing people like Warnock and Mark Kelly that no, you no one's thinking about these people today. I mean, for for president B, VP, but by 2028, you know, you never, you know, you know, uh, uh, Whitmer. I mean, th- you know, what I'm saying there are plenty of really uh, of a bench that's developing. Those people will run. There, there will be a spirited campaign in 2028. Somebody will emerge out of that. But in this election, get over it. Joe Biden's running, uh, and he should. He's done an absolutely amazing job. One of the things I think is, no, actually, I actually think we all should be affectionately calling him the old man. You know, like yeah. new jobs report. Man, the old, the old man really knows how to, how to create jobs, doesn't he? Like run that into the ground uh, affectionately. The old guy really, really is getting shit done. You know, that's not that's that's how people should be dealing with this uh, instead of this crate. I mean, this is like I mean, I would be having been embarrassed to write that. I can beat that in the gra- ground, but we're building the bench out there. And the reality is Joe Biden's going to be running for president. Kamala Harris is going to be his vice president. And in the end, the Republican Party will be, in my view, so fractured by whatever uh, comes out of it in terms of Trump or DeSantis, with Trump either being victorious in, the, in there to, to, to be renominated and a bunch of people in this country saying, oh no, not again, no way, that I think he loses to, to Biden. And the other way around, Trump running around saying, don't vote for DeSantis or Haley or whoever gets it, stay at home and Fox is a bunch of crap you know, I'm sure that's not going to be a really good formula for victory for them either. The, I keep saying this, Joe Biden's going to be seen as a very positive and successful presidency. What Democrats need to do is to continue to put oars in the water and make him even more successful than he's been. And he's been a damn good president. If we do that and these guys continue to do crazy on the other side, sorry, I've been saying this now for two years, but probably you're going to hear me say it again for another year or two. Um, they keep doing the crazy. Joe Biden and Democrats keep doing the work. We're gonna win. And, uh, but that, that's a lot of work that we gotta do. It's not, nothing's taken for granted. All these kind of op-ed stupidities of, hey, how about this to get over that? No, it's, like I said, I, I actually think we should all start, you know, doing, you know, the old, using the old man as a term of endearment that it is for Joe Biden. Joe, I think that's just about a good place to end. Well, Alex, thank you for, for, I guess, doing this on an hour and a half, two hours of sleep. Thanks, everyone, for listening to that trippy show. A reminder that this podcast will always be free and is now part of Resolute Square, a new force in the fight against the right-wing outrage machine. We're looking at you, Fox News. Check out the latest at ResoluteSquare.com slash trippy. 
you know, and again, I, I know I keep asking this, but if you really like this show, if you could tell your friends about it, ask them to, you know, send them a link, ask them to listen to the episode, cry us out. We'd appreciate it. You can subscribe at That Trippy Show and leave a review on Apple or wherever you listen. You can always send us a question to thattrippyshow at gmail.com or leave us a question. Anyway, so uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Alex, for getting up.